Hello and welcome back to another episode of the EMG podcast. Today we're going to be talking to you about what innovation means to our company EMG. I'm joined again by Spencer Gore, our CEO. Hello, Spencer. Hi, yeah. How are you doing? Very well, thanks. Very well. Good. So to start off with, could you tell me what the term innovation means to you and why it's so important in an industry like this or any industry, really? So I think EMG have a slightly different definition or way of looking at innovation than perhaps uh, if you read it in the dictionary. And I think traditionally people would say it's a way of improving things and using new techniques and new technologies to solve a particular problem. I look at it in terms of our values. We have different and proactive as two of our values. Mm -hmm. And I think different really for me is is innovation, being innovative, easy for me to say again. So if you take Team Sky, who are deemed as very, uh, they, they have a lot of innovation in everything they do, but I think they're also very proactive. So when they're looking at how to improve and, and, and get better and you know, make sure they keep winning the Tour de France, they'll, they'll be proactive in that they're constantly looking to streamline their bike. They're looking at the best uh, materials to yeah. wear for their clothes and stuff like that. But I think where they're particularly innovative is in terms of they looked at how they could get the best sleep for their cyclists because when they've had the best night's sleep, they perform best. So mm. they took their own pillows on the, on the uh, tour with them one year and found that they were sleeping better. So the next year, they then took all of the riders' own mattresses with them and take them from each hotel and they got the best night's sleep yet. And so they now constantly do that. And I think that's for me, is something that's, uh, that's innovation. It's looking mm. at something from outside your industry to solve a problem inside your industry. Mm-hmm. So that, that's what I, I guess I would call innovation. Love it. So what does it mean to you in that case, I guess? So I've actually been thinking about this quite a lot recently because it's been talked about in so many of the events that I've been attending. Uh, But in a nutshell, to me, innovations means being original, uh, being creative and different. But I think it's about taking a step back, like you said, evaluating, analysing and questioning whether things work, uh, be that regarding a product or a service or anything, to be honest. But I think another element of innovation is taking risks which is perhaps the element that is feared the most because we don't want to fail, right? We don't want to take risks because we're scared it will it will not work out in the end. Um, so we as a society are so scared to fail, but overall, when you really truly want to be innovative as a person, you have to be able to take those risks uh, in order to see whether you get the results and do things differently, really, like you've said. So yeah, that's, that's probably in a nutshell what it would mean to me. But... Well, I was just going to say I agree 100% there. You, you, you only really fail is when you're pushing yourself to the limits and that's when you find out all these new things that can, that can happen and can take place. So I think it's vital in, in, in being innovative. And it links back to some of the previous discussions that we've been having about pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, yeah, right? definitely. Because that's when the exciting stuff happens. But could you tell me about um, innovative approaches to work that you've brought into EMG that have improved the way that the company operates? Yeah, and it was interesting listening to your thoughts there in terms of saying you think it's something that has to be original. Mm. Like I was saying with the Team Sky, taking the bed on tour, you know, that's not necessarily a new thing. For, for it's not you know it's, it's not an original idea but it's mm. original to them so I think the ideas have to be original to you yeah. but they can be ideas that have already taken place elsewhere so <clears throat> what what we what we found here and what, probably the, the 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 biggest change we found is when we introduced a continuous improvement team about three or four years ago rather than me trying to come up with all of the ideas myself what what we did was we had certain people in each team that would sit down and and they would they would monitor all of the ideas that would come in and then they would go off and look at them and and 
see where, what the benefits were, what the costs were, how it was going to improve the business, how much how, how much time it would take to improve the business. And then they would put some of the ideas forward, we would implement some of those, and then we would measure those as well to see you know, what results we were getting so that some of the ones that we thought might be really good didn't necessarily pay off and some of the ones we weren't quite so sure of paid mm. off better. So we measured that. But it was all about really, I think, having the right team in place and people willing to come to you with ideas, but then measuring and tracking how successful they are. Absolutely. I think that's certainly something that you see those people that have roles that pretty much just about uh, what you've just described. It seems to be something that you will find in your Facebooks and your Googles, etc. So those companies that started up as those cute little technology Silicon Valley startups but have now developed to become giants and obviously that works. Um, so I think it's important for any company to have that kind of mindset and have people that do that and, and evaluate those. Yeah, definitely. Those I, and I think it is it. For, for every 10 ideas, you might only have one that really, really changes the world and makes a difference. Um, well, if you're lucky, one in 10, but you've got to go through those other nine first. So it's, it's, it's as you said, don't be afraid to fail. Just keep trying stuff. Yeah. As long as you've got a logic and a, and a, a process behind it, yeah. keep trying. Because if you just do the same as everyone else, you'll never get better than them. Exactly. And wasn't it you who told me about those Google engineer teams who get bonus or rewards on, on, off the back of their failures or something Yeah, I like can't that. remember if it's Google, but certainly I heard about a company, it's one of the, the, the big companies like that, where yeah. they get rewarded for every idea they have, whether it fails or not, as long as the idea is trying to solve uh, an important problem. Mm-hmm. So uh, even if you fail, you will get a reward for doing that, uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, as I say, as long as you're trying to solve a problem that, it, that, that exists. It gets you a step closer, right? Yeah, it just so gets you, yeah, it's, 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 as you said before, so you're not scared to try and fail. Yeah. And how do we cover innovations as a topic at EMG or EMJ to be more specific? Um, so we launched the first EMJ Innovations Journal back in 2016. And the idea of that was to really cover the uh, the growth of innovations in healthcare, but also look at some of the uh, innovations that are taking place outside healthcare and see how they could be potentially useful yeah. to healthcare. What we've covered so far are things like the importance of big data and, and how apps can empower patients, things like that. We've got a fantastic uh, editorial board of experts mm-hmm. um, that have helped to shape this, and, and we've been working with them very closely on this to look at how we can uh, how we can improve it and how we can keep moving forward with that. And we've worked with the the likes of Professor Tony Young, who's head of innovation for the uh, for the NHS, and his uh, team of clinical entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also worked with people like Marcus Vass, who's a digital health expert. So what we're looking to do is constantly innovate the journal itself. Um, and there's going to be a lot of exciting stuff taking place there over the next year. We're sort of having a bit of a rebrand, for want of a better phrase. And we're going to really be focusing on, on three topics in terms of digital health, uh, health tech, and then drug development. So they're the three areas, I think, that mm-hmm. we'll be leading on that. So it's, um, it's exciting to see what's going to be happening with that. Absolutely. I always wonder, when you just mentioned uh, Tony Young there, how do you become head of innovations? Like, what, what background do you need in order to qualify for a role like that? <laughs> well, Professor Young's background's very interesting. He's a qualified surgeon. I think he's a urologist. Mm-hmm. But he's also run a few businesses of his, of his own. Yeah. Uh, he also is a lecturer at the Anglo-Ruskin University. Mm-hmm. He's the brainchild behind the Medbic, uh, the Medical Innovation Centre in Chelmsford. Oh, wow. They've also got one in Harlow and Southend, I believe, and they're looking to set that up as a med tech campus over the years, which will become um, the vision, I believe, is to become the, the Silicon Valley of health, uh, of, of health innovation in the east mm. of England. So yeah, I think it's just he's a very guy, a very interesting guy that's full of ideas and and gets on and achieves a lot of stuff. Awesome. So as head of gold, 
What have been the innovations in the pharmaceutical industry that have been covered in the previous editions of Gold so far, and and, and what else can we we look forward to seeing in the future? Uh, it's a good question. It's it's almost impossible to summarise them. But again, it completely depends on what people deem as innovations. For example, we have one feature which is published in every issue called Spoonful of Tech, and there we tend to highlight the top three rising technologies in the industry. So previously, we've discovered things such as three D cell monitoring, the Internet of Medical Things, uh, virtual reality, etc. But actually, I just remembered in our first issue, we interviewed Ulrich Betz, who is the VP of Innovations for Merck, uh, who I believe you met yourself when you were a Die for Pharma, actually. I did, yeah. He was in the process of organising their, their first uh, event on, I think it was called Curiosity. Uh, and it was all about innovations, yeah, Absolutely. fantastic event. Such a fascinating guy, but that interview was essentially him just talking about what innovations means to him, um, his his role in general, the role of AI, and then also how a heavily regulated industry like pharma can best adopt new technologies, which is a massive challenge and something that's been talked about so much. But one of the quotes I won't forget um, is that innovations is the ability to transform ideas into invoices, (laughs) which when you think about it, because unless an innovation is adopted, it's just a good idea, right? It's not really an innovation, is it? No, totally agree. I mean... um well, whether that's an innovation or not, I guess is 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 an interesting point. But it's um, you know, whether it's a business is a di- is a different matter. Whether it's, it makes you money. Yeah, <laughs> we we, um, we we get approached by a number of companies that, or a number of individuals that have had ideas, and they have some great ideas. And you listen to them um, pitching these ideas, and you're like, "That's fantastic!" But how are you going to make any money from it? And, yeah. And actually, they haven't thought that. They just got this great idea. But I also met um, I f- can't remember the. The, the gentleman's name now, but I met a, uh, a gentleman at a congress, and he was handing out um, clips, like uh, the freezer bag clips you get. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we, we were asking him why he was handing these out, and he said he had the patent for them, and he d- he developed them himself when he was performing some surgery, and he needed something to to do a job, and so he'd invented it himself because he couldn't find anything <laughs> that did the job. And as we were leaving, he also gave us some of the the the, the bendy neck toothbrushes that you get. And right. we asked why he was handing these out. And he has the patent for that as well that he'd passed on, I think, to or sold on to, to Colgate, I believe. Wow. And he designed that again when he needed uh, uh, an instrument to do some surgery. He didn't f- couldn't find anything that was suitable. So he, he, he innovated or designed his own uh, instrument to do that. A surgeon and an inventor. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So we've talked quite a lot about innovation so far today. I think what would be really good and I think what we're planning to do over the next few weeks is to interview some thought leaders and to come and get their opinion on this as well. So we'll be getting that over the next few weeks. Um, Is there anything else we can look forward to in the next few weeks on the podcast? Well, we are going to be talking to our internal recruiter, actually, about the war for talent in the industry. So that'll be very interesting. And I believe that that will be next week's episode. So, yeah, we've got a lot of interesting things signed up. um, So we will still be live over the Christmas break. So make sure you still tune in. So, yeah, thanks again for joining me today, Spencer. uh, And I look forward to the next Innovations podcast. Thank you, too. Really enjoyed it. Speak to you soon. Bye.